Welcome in, folks, to the Camo Kicker Podcast. I'm your host, Mike, along with Chuck here. What's up? <laughs> Not much, man. How's it going? Good, man. Just living the dream. That's right, man. It hasn't become a nightmare, so it's still I'm still dreaming. That's right. Let's Severance keep the dreaming. dream alive. <laughs> yeah. I'm rewatching Severance, dude, and it's insane. I, I, just, I can't stop thinking about theories and where it's going to go. I, I, they can't get season two fast enough. Ben Siller better get on it. So, Do we um, do we have a date yet for season two? Nope. They just keep saying 2024. It's, it's, really? Okay. So it's, it's in production and all that then? Yep. My 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 guess is we're we're probably not going to get it until like September October November of of this year. So yeah, but yeah, man, that's a good yeah, show. Hopefully, at least by then. Yeah, there's been some other good shows we've been watching. Um, you know, we we've come to the end of you know shows like you know, Succession and and uh, The Bear season two and 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 things like that. And you know, we're just coming to an end of Fargo for all mankind. But we're getting new shows starting like True Detective. Um, I I. I, I don't know if you have, but I, I watched the first episode of True Detective, and it was, I don't even know how to describe it. It was dark and twisted as fuck. It was bonkers. Like, and I just was thinking of, like, season one, which is the best season of True Detective, and one of the best seasons of television ever. And I don't remember... There wasn't as much like supernatural element as it seemed like in the first episode of this this season. Yeah, but it is bonkers, man. Like, yeah, I really like this Jodie Foster. Um, this Jodie Foster lady's a good actor. She's yeah, yeah I, 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 she's she's. Uh, I, this is gonna blow her up, man. She's she's new to the scene, so I think it, her career is just gonna take off. Yeah, she's on the come up. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, this this cast is really good. I mean, uh, you know, there's some actors I, I don't even know the names of, and there's people that I've never heard of. But, you know, it being set, like, in the Alaskan tundra where the sun doesn't rise, you know, after a certain period, and it's just days yeah. of night, just reminds me of shows like The Thing, you know, the movies like The Thing with, you know, Kurt Russell, it's a John Carpenter movie, and... Uh, like 30, 30 days of night or something like that. Just all these horror movies because the Alaska like tundra at night is like one of the scariest places ever. It's just pure. It's always dark. Um, so it's yeah. a great setting for this, for the season, but uh, it's weird, man. Just with the tribal tie-ins and stuff like that. It's weird. Yeah. And John Hawk to is like the other detective, like the, or works with um, Jodie Foster's character. He oh, was, yeah. Danny McBride's brother in Eastbound and Down, and he's like oh, yeah. been in so many things. He's like that guy, you know. Yeah, and it's it's got an interesting cast, an interesting. I always like when you have the element of like, especially in areas like like Alaska or Australia. They is like they're kind of reminds me third season leftovers or some Aboriginal element because they're in Australia, uh, and then this with you know native versus the white man not versus but like kind of the differences and how they're treated and things like that but 
I already saw a commentary about I was going down Reddit and other avenues about the first episode and she's like, oh great, another woke show. And I'm like, you were fucking stupid. But Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good first episode. So I think the next pod, well not the next, the next ones are our 100th episode. Yeah. We're going to be reviewing our top 10 shows, but our 101 We'll probably talk more about True Detective, the first and second episode, more in depth because we have a busy yeah. week here with with this. So, so we had two season finales. Yeah, we do. We had Fargo for all mankind and, and for all Fargo. Mankind, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, we'll talk about it on the next episode in our rankings. You know, I, I think for all mankind ended. You know, this is season four. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it. Is it as good as the others? Debatable. Um, but, you know, I, I think that I, they really know how to draw us in for the next season because at the end of the series, they always do a, they always do the jump, right? The 10-year jump, which gets you to buy in. Um, and so, uh, yeah, you know, this this episode, there was, you know, there's, I'm trying to remember what all it, went on. It wasn't very exciting for the no, most part was, until like the was, last 10 minutes. No, it was like, Oh, Dev and them took over. We can't do anything about it. But then some random guy's like, I have an idea. And then the, they put Mr. in their Mr. Frown plan. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> they put in their plan. And then uh, Margo and them were like, I have another idea. What's when they when they do the code, we'll just cancel it. And then like, I do that. And it's like, uh, but I mean, really, I mean, really in this episode, I mean, the last ten minutes of it, or we we have is the fucking rebellion. Like the Gestapo <laughs> goes into North Korea. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. They there's the whole back and forth with the discriminator and who's got control of yeah. it. And they're coming up with like pulling like ideas out of their ass for how to take control, and and then they get they get caught, and then that's when the Gestapo go in and raid the fourth floor um you know fourth basement level and they have to seek asylum in north korea and then they like the cia and the kgb team up because they're going to go into north korea and then like like nobody has any real guns except for that one guy who's got the like north korean pistol they have like like <laughs> air, like like paintball guns with what <laughs> well that's like it's the whole fight thing this is why i love this show because it's so easy to poke fun at but it's it's fun. It like looks like they're gonna go in guns blazing into North Korea, and then it's like, oh, here comes here comes Billy Baton Rouge leading his team of flunkies. He's got like a pipe wrench in his shit. hand. Yeah, he's like, yeah. let's go. They're, yeah, they're like instead of them going like pew 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 and just fucking like tear gassing out the shit two, they're like. All right, we're gonna start punching each other, and then and the guy, the guy pulls out that gun that you mentioned that he randomly finds. It's, did you see? It was like Tillman. Like I'm like Roy Tillman's on Mars. Yeah, yeah. He freaking comes and the gun he finds, Chekhov's fucking gun that he finds off. You knew as soon as it like okay, someone's getting shot with that. He pulls in, they're all wrestling, and then all of a sudden he's like, hey, 
and then I was waiting Danny. for a hole to blow in the side of the can of the Ooh. like. That was my first thought. Was that you're gonna get a hole blasted and something and air coming through and you know, but you knew. Well, it was funny when you saw Ed and Danny. I'm like, oh my god, Ed's gonna die. His family's up here now, and he wants to stay. And then it was like pulled, like, mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then it's like kind of an interesting way because you think, oh my god, she's gonna die, and then it jumps to like, oh, Danny's returning home. Margot's going to prison. Like Danny's just got like her shoulder in a sling, you know, like, yeah. um. And she was like bleeding we, out on the like fake emergency room table. Yeah. And then and then you have Dev like in the spacesuit with says Ayesa or Dev or whatever looking out. And then it ends where it goes into the thing and then comes back and you see like 2012 and they're on they've got fucking power plants on the asteroid now. Yeah. Like so that that was like my favorite part of the episode. The rest, I mean, anything else was like, I totally agree. Shenanigans. The, yeah, the mob was ridiculous. Like I, nobody died out of that. Like it was like a it was a union like strike. It was like straight out of like uh, Boardwalk Empire, like the Capones versus the union, and yeah, just ridiculous. Daniel gets shot. You think Ed's gonna die? And then like the ending scene before like they jump like ahead is like. She's on the table and she's like bleeding out and like Ed is holding like Kelly's hand and then they just do that slow walk like down the hall and everybody's like, yeah, it's like <laughs> who's running this shit? <laughs> yeah, but it's I like, love. Oh my god, Ed. they feel bad for Danielle getting shot. Like, yeah, like everybody, like I love how like at like they were ready to like start a revolution over Danielle and now like that she's okay. shot, everybody's like. Hold the phones. Well, this is our leader. Even, we all love her. From Billy Baton Rouge, he goes in to talk to Ilya and it was like, we got to do something. We got to, like, and then they're like, it was just like, 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 these people who are there to make, like, tons of money for their family are now being like, fucking, let's start, you know, they're just like, it's a principle. Like, yeah. no. Yeah. You're like, yeah. You're like was cut out of his business and comes yeah. and saves Billy Baton Rouge from getting waterboarded. In what <laughs> world? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, you gotta suspend some belief when you're watching this show, but uh, yeah, I love the ending. I love the jump ahead. 10 years, 2012, they're mining the, the they're mining the asteroid. I expected to see more. I expected to see like a bigger colony like in the shadow on Mars, like they're growing yeah. and stuff. Didn't yeah. see that, but that, I was a little disappointed with that, but Love the jump ahead. The show knows how to yeah. do it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Any anything else on Foro Mankind? No, I just I think it, the the bigger picture is where do we go from here? You know, is there going to be it's a one hundred and seventy six years old? Like, yeah, got a walker like, walking through like the colony. Like, what? Who's going to be the main character? Billy Baton Rouge and Dev Iessa? Yeah. Ed's running the daycare. Uh, is Margot like shadow ops from prison? You know, do they send a Russian hitman in oh, prison yeah. to 
whacker. Yeah, she doesn't she doesn't live long in prison. Yeah, they definitely kill her. Yeah. Yeah, when and I was kind of expecting when they went to the asteroid and they were expanding out there that we were gonna like you said, see an expanded colony or we did you know what we did see? I almost fucking lost it and I was texting this. One the one of the big thing is Lee's wife arrived in a shipping container with like thirty illegal aliens. Yeah, <laughs> like, what the like, fuck? <laughs> Like, is this going to be um, into next, like, I think you mentioned it. Are we going to start having, like, people smuggled aboard dying and, you know, or um, how do you take care of un- unplanned for passengers in the space that's planned out, you know? Yep. Yes, that was an interesting part, you know, because you just expected, you know, his wife to be there and then the, all these, like, people seeking, you know, Get refuge and escaping, you know, <laughs> the politics and suppression that, you know, governments on Earth instill. And, you know, we'll obviously see the population on Mars grow. But I mean, what what's next? Like, so they're mining this asteroid and then Billy Baton Rouge creates his own like or Ilya and him create their own like pirate league. And they're just like space raiding. Like, I don't I have no idea. Because and that's the funny part is we can joke about it about ridiculous shit, and the show you have to suspend belief, and it like almost turns out to be true. So, do you think I they're gonna they're gonna re they're gonna put the um, the pirate ship again in space? Um, oh yeah, Ilya and Billy Baton Rouge are doing it, and they just go to different asteroids and. Um, or like they find different space colonies and yeah, just right. the pirates of Pizance. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I'm the captain now. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, I, funny the meteor, the asteroid, the station, right? Because now it's a space, it's a space station on an asteroid. Yeah. Um, was Kuznevov Station? I, I, I agree. I don't know why Sam gave up the fight. Like. To, Nobody else remembered that an American died in that same tragic accident as well. Like, he just doesn't get anything named after him. <laughs> yeah, the American the American dude, right? Yeah, Miller or whatever his name was. Like, yeah. he probably gets a bench, like, in the, like, colony. <laughs> Molly Cobb gets a whole space state, a spa- uh, <laughs> space building after. Yeah. Yeah, see, that would have been a better tie-in for that season had they named... JSC after Margot Madison, and then turns out she's still alive. That would have been way better. Agree, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. They they missed the mark on that one. They missed the mark on yeah. that one. And then Damn. it just scraped off like the like the Oklahoma City bombing memorial, and like <laughs> they just the end of the show is just someone tearing down the sign. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, that would have been a such better narrative damn yeah um yeah not much to say about for all mankind man it just you know it wasn't the best season but love the ending love the time jump we love alternate history especially space stuff um i see apple tv leaning into the sci-fi and the space stuff because they have another show coming called constellation um with uh uh numi rapis i can't remember how to say her name but yeah. So, yeah, any we'll other see where they go from here. Nah. Yeah. I hope it gets to me. I hope they come back, and I hope next season's the last season. Yeah. And just 
what took five seasons to be done. You could, you might be able to end this season where it is, you know, the series with where yeah. it is now. Because it hasn't been confirmed yet for another season, but I'd like to see one more. Just yeah, just keep keep it going. Let's see what, let's see how outrageous we can get. (laughs) Give us the joy, yeah, talking about it every week. That's right. I mean, it's in the top three shows on Apple. I mean, it's constantly in the top the top three being watched. So, um, yeah, man. So that was the end of season four for for all mankind. Um, we'll see the jump. We're getting closer to modern day um in the alternate universe but uh that leads us into fargo um and the season finale yeah, that we just saw which was called bisquick yes there was some bisquick in it there was uh yeah so we finally get to the shootout you know we have the tension at the ranch dot as a hostage gator with no eyes um so yeah good. so we the kind of first half of the episode is not even really the whole first half, but the shootout gator. We finally get to see where the tunnel leads us. Yes. Um, basically leads out by the front gate for some reason. Horrible um, planning. <laughs> yeah, I kept thinking this, like, while I was watching it, I was like, if you're building like an exit strategy, why would you put it there versus like somewhere else? Um, anywhere a mile else? further into the ranch, yeah, where you've parked and covered and stored an SUV for your getaway yeah. vehicle. No, you're just going to pop out of a tunnel and you're just going to run for twenty miles. I don't. Yeah, that was was it great. Uh. Yeah, and good. Done. So Gator, you know, Gator gets out, and then yeah. here's a cop and turns himself in, basically. And we see that he ends up giving up. You know, um, Roy. Yeah. And kind of, so they kind of expect him that he's going to come out there at some point, but, um, you know, Roy. So. There's like two really good spats of violence by Roy in this. And the first comes pretty much as Roy is looking for uh, Monk. You know, he's like, you seen a guy with a dress, his short hair and a dress or something? With a haircut like, uh, yeah, like the Beatles or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And the grandpa is just talking mad shit. Um, Oh, yeah. And like they're like gonna fight, and um, I forget what the old man says, but as they're taking off jackets to fight, and then Roy basically just fucking knifes them across the throat. Yep. Ending ending that pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, sooner than I expected. Yeah. Yeah, but he's on a righteous path in his eyes. Oh yeah, this is his yeah. masada. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so he, he, thinks... he kills yeah, he ahead. kills he kills his father in law and of course like his like third wife sees. She's like behind him. And she's yeah. like, what did you do? And he's like, Don't make me change you woman. <laughs> and he like Get he like goes after her. <laughs> and the, that's where Dot is there and she's got the rifle. She's teamed up with the third wife and uh gives uh, gives Roy a good pop in the gut. 
um, pretty close range, which makes him drop his gun. And then uh, I think that's when uh, the feds roll up. I can't remember. Yeah, well, yeah, then it looks like she's about to shoot him again. And they're like, FBI, put your guns, uh, weapons down. Yeah, She's like, I'm the hostage. And of course, then um, Roy escapes. <clears throat> and Whitfar is protecting Dot. Now, a couple questions. Um, should Dot have aimed for the head? I guess you shoot at the body because it's a bigger target. Yeah. Um, it's easier to miss the head, I guess. But when you or, when you got one shot, the odds are better just going for a, a chest shot. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Got him in the belly. Yeah, yeah. She uh, yeah went for it. Yeah, he's she's like she basically he's like let me at him, and he's like it's over, it's over. Whitfar, Lamar Morris, great, great role for him. Um. And then, like the Fed, yeah, the Feds roll in and start blowing people away. And um, what else is happening? That pretty much leads to Roy just like taking off running. Well, yeah, Roy. Well, so yeah, Roy's running, and he heads to the you know the the underground tunnel. And then Whitfar is not far behind him, and yep, Whitfar enters the tunnel because he's following the blood trail. And, you know, when he went in there and you knew Roy was going to come out from behind, and he does. And, you know, I think it says something about Whitfar's personality is that he's a cop and he's following rules and protocol and doesn't shoot John Hamm or doesn't shoot Roy Tillman when he has a chance and yeah. ends up oh, getting should killed. Have. Yeah. yeah. And... Roy ends up stabbing him. So like Roy's two knife things that are really Fargo. Like Fargo's not about big shootouts and no all this stuff. It's some of the the killings are are well executed and are very personal, like up close. And this was the same. And like it was funny because I was thinking I felt bad that he died but we don't we don't know much we didn't get a lot of background on no on him so we did you, you i kind of sense that he was going to be killed at some point because yeah we don't know if he was if he had a family like adira we knew about her boyfriend cheating and her whole yeah. story switching to the mom like we the one the guy we wanted to die outside of roy was indira's husband and he we have no idea what happened to that guy. They need to go back and kill him. Like say yeah. they Munch killed him off screen. <laughs> yeah, I could li I could well, live with that. Or you know he could be. And we get in. Munch was talking about a pound of flesh. Uh, Dodger said, "Oh, I got just the guy for you. Let me talk to Adira, and um, you know you yeah. can take this guy." Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, more Morris. Yeah, he gets stabbed in the heart and he dies, and and then that's like, and then Roy decides to go through the tunnel. Which, how did he know it wasn't going to be a full on like SWAT team coming through the door? He's just standing there with a knife, like, and it's just one guy. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, yeah, he makes it through the tunnel 
and he and he's like popping out the top and he's like he's like oh you're almost there boy and he's like yeah. he gets out and then like they do like the fade out and it's like all these cops behind him <laughs> again call of duty ghost machine or something behind him i'm like yeah. what yeah, that was that was so good. And they arrest him, and that's when you know the the uh, agent Jaqueen um, informs him that it was Gator that gave him up. Um, his son, you know, turned turned on him. Um, and then we get to see that nice moment where Dot, you know, sees Gator on the stretcher. Yeah. Um, got his got his eyes plucked out, um, and she forgives him and says she'll visit him in prison and bring him cookies and all this stuff. A real real sweet motherly moment. Um, and then that's when we have the time stepmotherly, right? stepsisterly. Yeah, yeah, both. super weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's where yeah, we get well, the time gets... jump to a year later. Yeah. Yeah, she gets home first, and you know, hugs Wayne and Scotty, and the mother-in-law. Yeah. And she winks at her, and you know, like she respects her and calls her my daughter. You know, my daughter is my, badass my girl. or whatever. Yeah. 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 So Yeah, she yeah, like gives her that hug. Her, yeah. And she's yeah, like she's hug. like, that's enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty I, I like that she kind of stayed true to character. It was pretty good. Um that's but yeah, so nice. Like they talk about in the very beginning, first episode of the show. Like Yeah. All right, that's enough. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Get the fuck yeah. off me. Yeah. Yeah, that's and so then that's where we get the the year jump and we see Indira and 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 uh, Dot and her daughter um, are at Whitfar's grave and yeah. leaving flowers and do um, you find out he's got like five sisters or six sisters or something like you don't know anything about his character and then you realize yeah, like he's yeah. got this whole background yeah <laughs> you're like was he married we had a cat and six sisters six sisters <laughs> yeah I was like oh um. Yeah. So yeah, they're all at the grave. And, you know, it's funny when they were at the grave, and they sh- they zoomed in on his. It, it's funny because that monk ends up coming back, which is what we're going to talk about the most. But yeah. when they were zooming in, and there was a reflection on his headstone, I was like, I kept looking for somebody. Like, is Monk going to be back there? Or is Roy? Did he escape from prison? Or yeah. you know, I kept waiting for someone to be there, but. Alas, I, it didn't happen. Yeah, they zoomed in on his on his headstone really for a long few seconds, and I yeah. was I was like, what? It, like looking at his name, like going back through like Fargo seasons, yeah. like okay, is his name any like the year he was born in eighty three? Is that yeah. tied to like Mike Milligan? I don't, I don't know, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And um, then, but then it, it lingers on that, and then we get the crux of really this what this episode is about and we get dot and scotty home and they're talking to wayne yeah the so before that we see we see lorraine visits roy in prison and basically tells him oh, she's gonna yeah. make his life a living hell because she's gonna she's gonna pay off the debt of inmates in his prison who will beat rape torture the shit out of him until he's fucking dead in god knows how many years <laughs> Yeah, they're just gonna do just enough to keep him alive and just yeah. fuck with him. Yeah, and that becomes the the money, but like everything's been stripped away from Roy, and but not of not of Lorraine. So, 
Uh, yeah, the neck tattoo was new. Is a Nazi symbol. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was I was like, oh, that's prison new. He's definitely joined yeah. the. Uh, yeah, he's definitely joined that party. <laughs> yeah, he's a white white power. Um, yeah, Aryan nation. He joined in prison. Jesus. Yeah, and it was great how they showed the look on his face after Lor- after Lorraine left, and it was like it changes because he was all he was big man, and then. <laughs> He just realized what he's in for for the rest of his life. He realized there's no out. He has no allies. Money is going to ruin the rest of his life. The debt, yeah. right? It's all the show. This whole season is about debt, right? Yeah. And then I love how she passes him like a pack of smokes and she's like, you're going to need these. And just gets up and walks out and he's like, fuck. <laughs> now, do you think that symbolizes like for smoking after the rape or using his currency in prison? My first one was currency, and then and then yeah. it came, it came came to uh, he might need that after getting getting railed. But yeah, my first was currency. He'll have to buy his yeah. way out of something. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's interesting. And you mentioned this, and the theme was debt of this whole. This was like 2019, and it's very and they paint a good picture of America and you know just talking about debt and people in debt and trying to get out of debt and someone like her that is controlling all this debt and uses it as power and it's kind of an allegory for banks and um, you know the debt holders and how much control they have over your situation (laughs) and so she uses that to you know, build power. Yeah. And she wields the ultimate power because she has the money and she has, she holds the debt of many people. Yep. And then, I mean, then, but then there's, you know, Dot's indebted to Whitfar, Adir is indebted to Lorraine, but that was a lot of money because she, her boyfriend kept buying, her husband kept buying golf stuff. Um, You know, and we find, you know, there's always a debt to be paid or collected. And it's focuses on that throughout the season. Yeah. Yeah. That, and, and that leads into what you were talking about, where speaking of debt. And, yeah. And Nadine and, and Scotty are, you know, they're just getting home. Uh, or no, yeah. uh, Nadine and uh, Dodd and Scotty are just getting home from grocery shopping, and, and uh, Wayne has been cooking up chili. And then that's when we see she walks in. And guess who's there? Hola, hola. And we finally get to see. Um, we finally get to see or get to learn what his real name is because yes, or, or how to pronounce it because they just John Ham calls him. Munch, uh, munch, you know how he says it. So yeah, um, but he says munk. <laughs> so, um, but this is really such a fascinating end scene. Yes, to a show. And like he freed Dot 
from the the well or the burial hole. Yeah, the grave. Yeah, the grave. Basically, because you don't kill. Like his philosophy was, he he's not going to kill a caged animal. But they're not done, right? Yeah. A tiger needs to be free, and so what's the purpose of an easy kill? But there's still a debt to be owed. One year later, she sh- he shows up, and he's there to collect the debt. Um, yeah, when he tried I to can't... kidnap her the first time, he, she cut his ear off, or part of his ear. Yeah. And he she took a pound of flesh, and there's a debt that must be paid um, out of that. And, um, you know, he's got his code, right? He's got his ethics and very much like the bad guy from, from no country for old men, he's going to follow this thing through because it's, it's what he believes and it's what he's always done. And, and that's where we get probably one of the best, like, I don't know, back and forth, but a dot. And it, we, we finally see from the, cause we were, you, me and Marcus were going back and forth from in the trailer for the finale, you know, there's a clinking of orange sodas and the tie in that that has into like earlier seasons of Fargo. Yeah. And it's obvious it, we were all right. It was Wayne. Um, so they're like offering this hospitality to to Monk, and um, he's just like so trapped in his ways. He's like, I gotta kill you. Like that, we have to fight. Like this has to go down. And she's like trying to talk a way out of it. I don't know if you would have taken from there, but um, she like offers him a meal. But he has like this whole dissertation about like his background and everything. And, and I think we were both fascinated by it. Yeah, I mean, that whole, I mean, I wish we could just do a reading of of that scene and what he, what Munch, what Munch says. Yeah. And the conversation, I mean, it's just like, um, uh, he basically, you know, Dot's whole strategy is just disrupt them out of his rhythm, right? So, like, yeah, I mean, here's some of you know, here Monk's conversation like, a man frees a tiger so the tiger can finish her fight. This doesn't mean the man is finished with her, but then just Wayne's like, well, we saw a tiger once at the Minneapolis Zoo, and like. Just like his dad. Yeah. And and Scotty are just like innocent. Um, Yeah. um, You know, they give him a soda. They're just trying to, you know, he, Monk is just stuck on, a debt must be paid. A man's flesh was taken. Now a pound is required in return. And, you know, but then Ola, like he gets a soda and he's like, the man is grateful. Um, but I just love, like, so I'm going to read something real quick. Um, well, after he gives him the soda, and Wayne's like, so where are you from? Are you around here? And he's like, across the sea, but here a long time, from the age of the carrier pigeon and the 600 tribes, the Rapo, the Cree, and the Tonkawa, a man comes, never having seen a mountain. He cannot remember the year of his birth. He's paid to soldier. But one night he wanders from his post, drawn by the songs of the river. Um, and so, like, 
you know, that, I mean, you get confirmation here, and I think we all kind of knew it at this point, that when we go back to the Moors and Wales back in the 1500s, like, that's Ola the Sin Eater. Like, he's immortal. Yeah. And, you know, it's really just, it's beautifully done as Dot's I mean, she's been crafty the whole thing. She's using her words to stay alive. Um, and using love and positive spin. And But we get all this whole mythology. And he talks about he came here on the longboats. And um, that the man was hungry and he just ate and ate and basically he's been eating people's sins um and it all leads up basically to convincing him that you know and they they get him involved in the cooking of the meal because it's like we're not you're not gonna kill me tonight because I need to get my daughter ready for yeah. bed and we gotta cook dinner. All right. So either wash your hands or leave. And he's washing yeah. his hands, which is a brilliant scene because it's like five hundred years of dirt and killing and blood <clears throat> and on those hands and sins. And it's like him starting to wash away. Yeah. It's vi- it's very biblical. Yeah. It's very biblical. He's like washing his hands. He's b- baptizing it, and, and then like they're having that whole conversation about you know there's a there's a debt that must be paid, and she's like pushing like forgiveness, like and if you just let it go, you'll be fine, and all of that. And it's it's very it like went to a whole new level in the season. But um, him talking about being among like the natives and the Indians, and then man came with cannon and and musket and man was alone for a hundred years and spoke to no one and wade's like oh i if i went an hour without talking to anybody i think i'd go crazy and she's like shut the fuck up dude but and he's like you ever drive a kia mr monk it's like flying a cloud (laughs) (laughs) always one of the great lines yeah yeah um and then you know like we get the very end the dinner basically the the biscuits are made um you know he starts talking about um before the boat the man lived on the moors and ate fleas from the rats he was frightened all the time then one day a man comes on a wealthy horse and offers him two coins and a meal but the food was not food it was sin the sins of the rich and you know he's pushed he says the sins of the rich he's pushing the the plate away from the table you know, greed, envy, disgust, they were bitter, the sins, but he ate all of them for he was starving. From then on, the man does not sleep or grow old. He cannot die. He has no dreams. All that is left is sin. It's, yeah. you know, and then basically Dot is like, you know what the cure is? Eat something made with love and joy. Yeah. And, you know, he helped making the biscuits and they took him in as part of they like they're absolving him of his sins and he eats a biscuit takes the tiniest bite of the biscuit and just smiles and it's like with his it's very biblical nasty very, teeth 
Yeah. It's well, he's five hundred years old. So great. <laughs> like that was like just talking about like you know what season three with yeah. um the I can't remember the guy's name, but he had like fucked up teeth. Like that weird oh, yeah, like Varga. fringe. Yeah. VA Varga. Like, I love that they brought that back in this because he's like smiling, eating the biscuit, and you're just like, like, oh, I can't look away, but like, this is, oh my God, like, so good. But yeah, anyways, you were saying. No, 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 but I think we, it's very biblical, it's very religious of, um, of absolution. And it's like, yes, you've been, a sinner but it's almost and you but we forgive you we absolve you of these sins cleanse you know it's almost like the eucharist right it's like cleanse cleanse your soul with this you know with my body and my blood yep. right so it's but it like it's funny you know so like i kept expecting him to after he took a bite just to like turn to dust or disappear or you know like <laughs> Like I was waiting for him to just instantly turn like like to like a skeleton and then to dust and just evaporate. Yeah. 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 So yeah very I, very old <laughs> testament versus new testament, where like monk is like like sacrificial and code and hand for a hand, and then like new testament, like, oh forgiveness and like you know, re, you know, rebirth and baptism and all these things. Really cool like differences between that and sort of surprising for this show kind of, but um yeah, him smiling. I expected him to just like poof, be gone, and they like keep eating chili. But I also expected them to just like all get murdered. <laughs> yeah, and you go back to the no old country and no country for old men ending, and that's basically when he goes in the house. And I've never seen it, but reading it, like you know, he kills everybody and walks out, or her, or whoever's in the house, right? So, yep. Uh, you know, he Holly wanted to take it in a different direction, but it's very. I think it was the right choice because I think what it's yeah. trying to tell as as we go through like this current, like just the world in general is you're always in debt to somebody and like. It, the kindness of people to forgive debts, whether it's personal or financial, um, we just don't see that nowadays, or it's not talked no. about. And it's like the way Dot, like, this guy was trying to kill me, um, but I forgive you, and you can absolve yourself of this. And he accepts it. Now, the only other thing is, like, it's funny, because we're all, I was like, oh, this is awesome, and, like, I love this story. And then you're like, wait, he just, like, he killed a bunch of people through this show. Like, an innocent <laughs> gas station clerk, a police officer, multiple police officers. Um, you know, that the lady's son, he, I mean, he deserved it, but yeah, he, he's not, but it's like, it's like, we should forgive more than, um, we do condemn. in society. Yeah, yeah, condemn. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's super interesting where, like, she, like, Dot walks in and there's Munch and she, like, instead of, like, rejecting him and, like, 
threatening him and telling him to get out. She just like further embraces him and is like, well, are you going to help cook supper or what? Like it's like yeah. further drawing him in, disarms him. It's such a crazy concept. Right. But look at the theme of shows that are on TV these days between this, let's say this as a looser adaptation, um, the bear with like personal mm-hmm. growth and development and not being the person who you used to be. And even Ted Lasso and personal growth and development, not being who you used to be. And it's kind of somewhat the same for Monk. And I, I don't know. I was just thinking about that, watching it. I was like, wow, interesting. Um, but so Fargo, so close to home for how the series used to be. I mean, not not to knock season four. I got to go back and rewatch it because it's probably not as bad as I remember. Um, but this felt more on target for Fargo. Yeah. What's your season rankings? Oh, five, one. No, five, two, one, three, four. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty much in the same camp. I may flip flop two and five, but they're they're close. They're close. Yeah, yeah. I would almost say it's high. It was a really great season, and yeah, I can't. I'm gonna wait about six months and then go back and rewatch one through five. I want to give four another chance, but. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. We'll we'll like over the next couple of months rewatch, and then in six months let's do a let's do a re Fargo, a retake on yeah. Fargo, and see the like, let's, Yeah, let's let's kick it around and uh, see where we come down on the rankings. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Any any other thoughts on Fargo or the other shows? I mean, it's just it's just it. I mean, there's always in every season some slower episodes, right? Not every episode is a banger, but when you look at the season as a whole, it's it's like art. It's like Picasso or Michelangelo or Beethoven or Banksy or it's just something it's something to witness. It may not be everybody's cup of tea, but the way they can take a finale and have the last minute, 20 minutes, like or 15 minutes of conversation between like four people and have it be amazing. Like, yeah. Um, and that's, you know, and it's kind of like, it, it kind of reminds me, um, you know, with Leftovers, the series finale, mm. like the, almost the last episode is all talking, just like mm. a conversation between Justin Thoreau and Carrie Coon. Who Carrie Coon is also going to be in the next season of White Lotus. That's right. So, and it's one of my favorite episodes, but it's just them talking about the situation. And then, like, and I don't want to spoil anything, but it's just beautiful. Like, yeah, the dialogue and the context, and it makes sense. Like, nothing, like, as they're talking, and Ula is talking about his 500 years of life and sitting silent for 100 years like i believe that like the yeah. actor sam spurwell sparrow who plays him like i believe that that character did that over 500 years yeah of how he's portrayed so you don't it, always get that no it, it's like art like you say like you know we we talked about succession and the cinematography i mean it had great dialogue as well but you know, we, we did a whole discussion about the cinematography that was Succession. And then you have Fargo that, like, has great cinematography, but the dialogue is the art. 
I mean, the character development and you know, John Hamm's character having having nipple rings. Like you only see it once, but it's just like the craziest, like yeah, subtle yeah. details. It's truly it's art. Conservative, and, yeah, you know, right wing, yeah, like, conservative, that... like hippie, weird shit. Yeah, like, but you know, it it is art. It's it's very unusual, and I think that's why we gravitate toward these shows as opposed to some other shows, is that they are just quirky and weird. And I think that's why yeah. I definitely like Fargo. Is it, it's 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 weird. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's outside of the norm, and it's not <clears throat> formulaic. Yeah, style TV. So definitely. Yeah, that's it for me, man. It's such yeah, a good show; it could talk forever. But um, it was so good. We could do a whole segment about just the dialogue. We could read the dialogue and then dissect it, like on another episode. But great, yeah. great ending. I'm, I'm so glad they did a season five because it, it catapulted it back into the, into into the stratosphere. Um, hope we get another season. Be really interesting if they do something else. Um, you know, uh, that kind of ends the slate of the TV shows that we had kind of lingering from 2023. You know, the Fargo and and um, uh, For All Mankind kind of bleed it into 2024. They might reappear on our top shows for 2024. You know, at the at the mid check in and at the end of the year. But you know, yeah. if, if people are still hanging around after, you know, I, this is our 99th episode. The next episode is our hundredth, where we're going to talk about our top mm-hmm. ten. And, and honorable mission. So if, if people are still listening this far, you know, we appreciate you kicking it with us, you know, every week and uh, almost every week we try to do every week and uh, you know, be sure to tell other people about the podcast. We're going to try some new stuff coming in the year. Um, you know, we talked about severance coming out and out of range. We'd really love to do some partnering and things like that. Um, but check out the website, kickingamedia.com. Check out the podcast platforms, you know, sp- spread, spread the news, spread the love. Um, and uh, as a cousin likes to say, I'm heading out to sea. I'm heading across the sea.